Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, January 9th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. Uh, James, apparently there's snow coming down in New York again, so I imagine that you're already, even though it's January, dreaming of summer, the Donna Summer musical. Oh, uh, excellent. <laughs> yeah, I, I went with the uh, the James Marino dad joke there uh, because uh, yesterday tickets went on sale for summer, summer, the Donna Summer musical that will be opening up at the Lunt Fontan Theater uh, uh, on, in April, but pre, uh, preview performances begin on March 28th. Uh, still, there has not been an announcement about the official cast, but I would be pretty shocked if it's not the same cast that was out in California doing it. But the show does feature a book by Coleman Domingo, Robert Carey, and Des McEnough. Des obviously also directs as well. Um, so this one will be interesting. I think uh, whether it's still cold outside when this show opens or not, James, I think, uh, you know, if you love the nightlife and like to boogie, You'll get, you'll be warm. That is a, it, please tell me that's a Donna Summer song. I think it is. I love the night. I love the nightlife. I like to boogie. I love to boogie. On the disco. On the disco. That's probably not. It's probably Gloria so. Gaynor or yeah, somebody. Yeah, I don't think it is. Somebody let us know. You know tweet it. Uh, at Matt Tamanini. <laughs> yes, because that's my handle. <laughs> BWD that is my handle. Matt. Yeah, sorry. No, that's Alicia Bridges. I don't, I'm, I don't know disco. Who am I? I don't know anything that's not a show tune or sports talk. Did you ever see the Donkey Show? I did not, but uh, but I know what it is. I mean, that's a that's a Diane Paulus thing, yeah. um, Midsummer Night's Dream with yeah. disco immersive type of thing. But yeah. I, I've never seen it. But it sounds interesting. As much as I hate interactive stuff, yeah, you can sit on the sidelines and just watch it all. You don't have to really become totally immersed in it. Hmm. Yeah, I I tend to like immersive better than interactive. Immersive, I'm okay with for the most part. It's the interactive stuff when you are an audience, mm -hmm. and yet they ask you to do things. Like that's just that's where I draw the line. Uh, so I did see the Donna Summer uh, tickets on sale. I also did I see Carousel tickets on sale. They started rehearsal today. Are you going to talk about that later or? Uh, no, the tickets were already on sale. The box office opened, so the oh, tickets nice. have been on sale for a while. So uh, okay. a little bit different deal here, but because. Yeah. Summer was such a late addition to the season. They just did it all at the same time. Okay. All right. First up in the news, original Broadway cast to reunite, reunite for benefit yes. concerts. Yeah, James, this was a whole heck of a lot of exciting news today. First, the more official of two surprise announcements was one pretty big surprise, and I'm kind of – surprised that we hadn't heard anything about this before. But yesterday, uh, the Actors Fund announced that next month, a 15th anniversary benefit concert of Thoroughly Modern Millie will play for just one night at Broadway's Minskoff Theater on February 12th. The concert will star the show's original stars, Tony winners Sutton Foster, Gavin Creel, and Harriet Harris, along with the absurdly non-Tony winner, Mark Kudish, which is a travesty of all travesties that he doesn't have a Tony, um, as well as Megan McGinnis and Nathan, Cheryl Lee, Ralph, and more. Original creative team members, director Michael Mayer, choreographer uh, Rob Ashford, and musical director Michael Rafter will also return for the event, which will raise funds for the Actors Fund, the human services organization that helps everyone in entertainment and performing arts. But James, that's not all. Because on well, Sirius XM, oh, do you want, let me you want to jump here into that for a second? Okay, I, I, go for it. I, I wish that we had a camera on Groff because it seems that Groff has got an unnatural uh, tendency towards Sutton Foster and Thoroughly Modern Millie. Yes. So, you know. Uh, there's there's a great video um, from a, one of either 
I don't know, miscast or Broadway backwards or something from a, from a few years ago, right after or maybe even during Anything Goes, when Groff did the Anything Goes yes. choreography. Yes, it was really good. <laughs> um, and of course, he has um, you, you know a lot of experience with. I think didn't he do hair that hair thing with Gavin? I can mm. replaced Gavin Creel in that thing or something, um, or Gavin Creel replaced I don't know whatever. But so um, so yeah, he's a, he's a big devotee and has shown it with his tap shoes in the past. Oh my goodness, the second one. Brian oh, Stokes Mitchell reveals yes. Ragtime Cast will re- reunite this year. Yeah, James, uh, on Sirius XM on Broadway's Seth Speaks Broadway, a certain two-time Tony winner, Brian Stokes Mitchell, said that a one-night-only 20th anniversary reunion concert, holy crap, I'm old, of Ragtime will happen at some point this year. Of course, not only did Stokes win a Tony for playing Cole Housewalker Jr. in the show, but he's also the chairman of the Actors Fund, so it mm-hmm. seems that if anyone would know if this was happening, it would be him, because he's kind of on the inside track from both angles there. Uh, James, we've talked about how much we both love ragtime it was a show that i saw on my first trip to new york holy crap 20 years ago um and how can you not love the original cast of thoroughly modern millie uh, with sutton foster kind of that being her breakthrough role on broadway even though she'd been on broadway before but james these types of things are the great events that should and do happen when it's cold and it's quiet on broadway these are the things to get people excited about going to the theater at this time of year and they are also one of the main reasons that I hate the fact that I don't live in the New York City tri-state area. <laughs> so uh, no details on this uh, ragtime thing. It's not going to be like out, at, out on Ellis Island and you find out four minutes beforehand <laughs> I, and have to bring an egg? Just <laughs> bring an egg? <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. Um, no, I, I would imagine they'll – Somebody they'll, fill in Matt uh, at BWW Matt. Yeah. Thank you for getting the right Twitter handle this time. Um, no, no announcement as of yet, but I would imagine it will be – in a Broadway house on a dark night for a show. Um, man, I would love it if they did it in a theater that was not, that didn't have a show and maybe they do it for more than one night. That would be really special. But, uh, but who knows? Um, uh, anytime you can get that cast together, I'm just really interested to hear what they sound like 20 years later. Cause that cast album is ingrained in my head. Hmm. I can't, I, I have to go to that, whatever, whatever it costs. I have to, you know, <laughs> All right. Next up in the news, Broadway mu- Broadway musicals welcome new leads. Yeah, James. Interestingly enough, even though it's it was a Monday yesterday, two shows on Broadway welcomed in new cast members in lead roles. The first will be just in the order that we're talking about will be the new additions to the cast of Once on This Island over at the Circle in the Square Theater. Tamara Gray will be replacing Merle uh, Merle Dandridge, who is leaving the show to go shoot. Um, her own or OWN network show Greenleaf uh, and Norm Lewis will re- be replacing Quentin Earl Darrington, who will be also on a contractual leave. We still don't officially know um, what that leave is all about, but um, rumors are that he's having uh, some sort of uh, surgery or something. So um, uh, hopefully we wish the best for him. The other one will be scissor sister frontman Jake Shears. I don't know what all of those words mean when they're put in order like that. Um, but apparently Scissor Sisters is a band. Jake Shears. Shears, like scissors, get it? Um, he's the lead singer. He will be taking over as Charlie Price 
in Kinky Boots on Broadway. Um, he's replacing Stark Sands, who, along with Billy Porter, had their return runs in on Sunday. Jay Harrison Gee will also be returning to the role of Lola. Um, Jake Shears will be in that role through April 1st. Uh, no word on when the replacements for Once on this Island will be in there. But in this original cast announcement, the illusion was that Dandridge and Darrington um, would be returning to the show at some point. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with those two shows. But either way, for both of these uh, shows welcoming new cast members, congratulations and have great runs, everybody. All right. Last week's Broadway grosses. Oh, no. Oh, man. It was a double whammy for Broadway last week as it was the week after the holidays, the holiday, you know, New Year's Day fell on a Monday, which was pretty much dark for everybody. But then there was also that bomb diggity snow clone or snow clone, cyclone, cyclone. blizzard, cyclone, snow cone, um, whatever. Um, and three shows had closed at the end of the year, so they didn't have any performances on this week. So they were down three shows, actually. So in total, Broadway saw a 36 percent drop from the previous week and a 35.21 percent drop from week one of last year. Now, as we talked about last week, the way that the calendar lines up, it doesn't make the comparisons completely apples to apples, especially since New Year's Day was on a Monday this year. So keep that in mind. But also remember that more than half of the shows on Broadway the previous week between Christmas and New Year's added a ninth show and only one did this week. So the red numbers shouldn't be a very big surprise. And I don't think you can get any long term prognosis out of them trying to forecast forward. Anyway, the one show that saw a number in the black this week was Lincoln Center's Junk, which actually closed on Sunday. It ticked up about $8,300 to finish its run on a frame of $465,747. The biggest dip hit Wicked. It obviously dropped a show from going from nine back to eight, but it also dropped $1,374,446. Also on that end of the ledger were Phantom, School of Rock, Anastasia, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and the Book of Mormon, who all dropped more than three quarters of a million dollars, and all of them obviously dropped a show as well to explain that, at least in part. However, the post-holiday blues and the blizzard in the city did not prevent Hamilton from dropping below the $3 million mark, as it came in at $3,132,598. It was followed by The Lion King, which was the only show to do that ninth performance last week, at $2.6 million, Hello Dolly at $2.2, Wicked at $1.9, and Dear Evan Hansen at 1.74. Also still maintaining their grosses above $1 million were Aladdin, The Book of Mormon, Come From Away, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, The Phantom of the Opera, Waitress, Miss Saigon, and The Band's Visit. The canceled Sunday matinee for the hit show Meteor Shower hit it pretty hard, to be honest, as it dropped over $403,000. It still grossed $709,510, though in seven shows, as opposed to the originally scheduled eight. The comedy was just one step below Chicago on the grosses ladder, which did a very respectable $770,000 with no star in it, James, which is just, it's just one of those things where you look at it and say, what? How is this show still doing that much money? Um, obviously, you notice I did not mention uh, Springsteen on Broadway. He was one of the shows that was not open that week. So that's obviously a big hit to the grosses. But as I said earlier, James, I, I don't want to draw any conclusions about the longevity of any shows moving forward based off the numbers of this week because it was such a weird week. And to be honest, I, you know, looking at the, the open ended shows that don't have a closing announced, I, I don't see them going away before the end of the summer at this point, because if they were 
on teetering on closing or not, I think they would have done it, you know, either at the end of the year or at the end of last week or the end of, of this coming week. I think if they're still running, unless something catastrophic happens, they're going to try to ride out the, 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 the winter into the spring and through the summer. So I wouldn't forecast any shows right now calling it quits anytime soon. So Springsteen didn't have any shows last week? That is correct. So I, I thought that they were being kind to me, not emailing me over and over again. That I do not, I cannot get a ticket to it last week. So that answers that. So they're, I'm sure that my email will start again this week. All right, theater stars shine at the 75th Golden Globes. Yeah, James, over on Something Like It Pop, Jennifer McHugh and I, my, my co-host over there, we often talk about if you want to get a TV show or uh, a movie to go from being good to great, you hire theater stars, or at least people who have experience in theater, even if they didn't you know, apply their trade there exclusively. And that really showed in the Golden Globes. We mentioned it on yesterday's show. The 75th annual Golden Globes happened from Hollywood yesterday. I have to say Seth Meyers uh, did a really admirable job, especially with his monologue and kind of dealing with the hashtag Me Too situations going on, um, not just in Hollywood, but around the world and in all areas. Obviously, we talked about Ben Vereen yesterday, but he did a really good job with that monologue. I haven't gone through and watched everything yet, but the monologue was great, and so were the winners. I'm going to run through all of them that are theater-related. There's a lot of them, but I'll do it really quickly. First up, as I mentioned yesterday, Elizabeth Moss won Best Actress in a TV Series Drama for The Handmaid's Tale. James Franco won Best Actor in a Motion Picture Musical or Comedy for The Disaster Artist. Sam Rockwell won Best Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture for Three Billboards. More on that one later. Best Supporting Actress in a Motion picture went to the great Alice and Janie for I, Tanya. The best original song from a motion picture went to This Is Me from The Greatest Showman, which is sung by Kiala Settle. Bench Pasek and Justin Paul gave a, a great shout out to her in their acceptance speech. Also, FYI, the soundtrack for the movie did in fact hit number one on the Billboard 200 this week as we talked about projecting forward last week. Okay, back to the winners. Um, best motion picture, musical or comedy went to Lady Bird. I've talked about that on here before and all the theater stars there, including Saoirse Ronan, who won Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy. The great denim winning Tony winner Francis McDormand won Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama for Three Billboards. Ewan McGregor won Best Actor in a Limited Series or TV Movie for Fargo. Uh, Best Actress in a Limited Series or TV Movie went to Nicole Kidman for Big Little Lies. And then back to Three Billboards, which is actually Three Billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Um, That film won both Best Screenplay and Best Motion Picture Drama. And the movie was written and directed by playwright Martin McDonough. So a lot of good theater DNA going through that one as well. I saw it. I liked it. Wasn't as good as I was hoping. Be honest with you, James. Jen and I were talking about this and we'll talk about this on on some like a pop here soon. The movie best picture contenders are leaving a lot to be desired this year. There's just nothing, in my opinion, that stands out um, from this late year fall release schedule. I'm still saying the two best movies that I saw this year were Get Out and and The Big Sick, which one was released back in like February. One was released over the summer. So a little disappointed with the movie contenders this season. It's probably because Fast and the Furious didn't have a movie this year, didn't it? I don't know that I've ever. I don't know that I've ever seen a Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> Throw Fast and the Furious in there with Star Trek and Harry Potter. Never seen any of those. <laughs> All right. 
so that's about wraps it up. Why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter at Matt, And subscribe to Something Like a Pop on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Tuesday with us. And Matt and I will be back and talk with you tomorrow. Thank you.